Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. And we head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, and Jeremy Rutherford does join us, as he does every Thursday, on Carriker and Smallman. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Good morning, Randy Michelle. Hey, how about the way the Blues do events like David Backus coming back and playing his last game? Last night was as good as it gets in terms of having a guy's going away ceremony, and I, I can't imagine that anybody could have done it any better than the Blues did last night. It really is that way, Randy, and obviously uh, you have an attachment to uh, David Backus or whether it be Bobby Plager's number going into the rafters, everybody has an attachment uh, to him. But just the professionalism, the layout, the vision, the things that you see that the Blues uh, are able to pull off uh, is just incredible. A lot of people contribute to that. I know uh, Mike Crusoe, the longtime VP, has a hand in that, and they did another great job last night. JR, what's your favorite David Backus story or memory during his time with the Blues? You know, I was thinking about that, uh, you know, as you guys were going to break there. And there's, even though he was here a long time, he was the captain. I was there every day in the locker room. There's not necessarily one story that sticks out, but what just completely blows my mind whenever I think about David Backus is he stood at his locker after every single game, rain or shine, rain or, or you know, shine, Every game, and and that that's when you talk about the hand-me-down traits that these captains have. You know, he saw Dallas Drake do that, and and I think that David Backus, as he became the captain, he said, "I've got to be the one who's accountable, and and hold everybody else accountable." So you would see guys disappear. You would hear that you know guys have already left the rink. Guys are back in uh, in the locker room hiding. David Backus was sitting there, still in his gear at his locker stall answering just uh, minutia questions about what happened during the game, but he always wanted to be accountable, and that's the thing that sticks out uh, the most to me. And what sticks out to me, and JR, you saw this too, is the toughness, what he had to endure to get on the ice many times, and especially in that playoff series against Chicago when he got hit by Seabrook, and we all thought it was a concussion and it wound up being a broken foot. Yeah, he had a couple things going on there, and and then the the foot was definitely uh, part of it. But yeah, to to get up from that, and then to bounce back and and play in that series, and and uh, he was hurt a lot. You know, I know a lot of the players are hurt, but here's a guy who uh, had to uh, to fight through a lot of that uh, and get this team through the playoffs. Because that's the thing I'm saying about him is he had to be the example. He had to be the guy uh, that uh, that was out there, and and I think. That you know, when I talked to Darren Pang for a, an interview that I did, it's up at the Athletic now. He talks about Bacchus and Oshie and, and John Davidson. Uh, the thing that Darren Pang stressed last night is, yeah, he wasn't on the Stanley Cup team. David Bacchus wasn't. He elected to sign with Boston. Everybody knows what happened, but David Bacchus was part of that group, the uh, Barrett Jackmans and other veterans who laid the groundwork for that team to be able to win the cup. You know, could they have? done it without that perhaps yeah but you got to understand and believe that uh, what those players did ahead of them really paved the way and I think David Backus was as big a part of that as anybody. JR clearly we saw the emotion out of David Backus last night he talked about his time in St. Louis and how special it was for him to be here do you think that there's any sort of reunion that could happen with him and the Blues after he's done playing maybe he takes some sort of position within the organization? 
You know, it's funny. A couple nights ago, uh, the Ducks were, were here, obviously, in the first game, and uh, David Backus was a, a healthy scratch, and, and he uh, was walking down the press box hallway with Doug Armstrong, and as I saw their backs kind of drift away from me, uh, Armstrong and Backus, I just thought to myself one day, uh, I could definitely see David Backus being in some sort of position with the Blues. I know they love St. Louis. They had a video up on the Jumbotron last night after the game in which his wife, Kelly, she had the family uh, sitting on a looked like an outdoor couch area. And she said, uh, thank you for allowing St. Louis to be our home. So I don't know what their plans are. I can definitely see David Backus in, in sports. He's a, a very intelligent person, and I could see it happening with the Blues. I could. JR, the Blues still have a little bit of work to do to clinch a playoff spot. And Michelle and I talked about this yesterday, about maintaining the intensity and being sharp heading into the playoffs. I like the idea of having to play intense games against the Golden Knights. Yeah, I thought you were going to say, I like the the idea of them being dull. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I think, you know, what What do you chalk this up to? I don't know. It, it, those were two, I thought, just disastrous hockey games in terms of the style of play, uh, both teams. It just, there was no flow to it. There wasn't really a game. And, and so, you know, they lost the first game to the Ducks. Or I'm sorry, they, they held on for the win there. Uh, but it was a close game that probably should have been, uh, you know, a lot bigger win for the Blues. But you chalk it up to, uh, you know, they came back from six emotional games against Colorado and Minnesota. That's what... Uh, Craig Bruby said last night, but then, you know, you'd think you'd put it together and play a better game last night and they still didn't do it. So maybe it's just the fact that the legs aren't there guys, but uh, you're right, Randy, you got a couple big games against uh, Vegas. You're going to have to get a point out of this uh, to, to clinch. Uh, the blues are still in good position there. Obviously, you know, I don't know if they were looking past these couple games, but it sure was not pretty. JR, if and when the Blues do clinch, I certainly feel better about their chances beating whoever their first round opponent will be when I look at the way that Jordan Bennington is playing. He's getting really hot at the right time. Yeah, he is, Michelle. And I think that's been a trend, you know, for the most part, uh, the past couple months. I I think the first you know, a few weeks of the season, he was really good. And then I think he went through a lull there where, where he was letting a few in. Uh, but I, but I think, um, you know, you go back to when he said, we're coming, he gets the, the 50 save performance. And then he's had a hiccup or two since then, but just really some big saves throughout these games um, that I think he's the goalie that uh, they really needed down the stretch. And, and so uh, he, they, he, they've gotten some more from him um, in the Minnesota and the Colorado games. And so hopefully, you know, he's tracking, uh, to be that type of goalie in the playoffs. But they certainly, I don't think they'd be in this position without Jordan Bennington and how he's played here lately. So you've got Bennington playing well. You've got a power play that's been the best in the league now for over a month. Are there things in there? Is there a recipe to win a playoff round? And it would presumably be against Vegas. Yeah, you know, if they're going to win that, Randy, and it's going to be tough. Um you know, obviously Vegas has had their number in a lot of the head-to-head matchups. To me, you got the goaltending, you got the power play. Uh, to me, it's going to have to be the support. It's going to have to be playing together. It was so disjointed in these two Anaheim games. Like, you didn't know what you were watching. You know, there was that support against Minnesota and Colorado, maybe against a better for something postseason play. Uh, you'll see that. But to me, when the Blues are playing tight, they're five, eight feet away from each other. They're, 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 they're skating uh, back into the zone to help the defensemen. They're, you know, 
making short, crisp passes and, and getting the puck out of the zone, that's the only way they're going to be able to beat a team like Vegas. It is because you're going to have to get the puck up ice. You have to get it through the neutral zone. And you're going to have to get some offensive zone time. And if you can't get the puck out of your zone, if you're not making those small plays uh, to get out, then I just think they have no chance. It's going to be in their end. And uh, the three and four waves of Vegas lines is going to be coming at you. So to me, that's what it's going to boil down to. JR, one last thing. You and I and Michelle all know how effective John Davidson is as a turnaround artist. And he's got the Rangers ready to turn the corner, make the U-turn towards being good. And James Dolan pulls out the rug from underneath him. What a stupid move by the Rangers, in my opinion. What do you think? Just a travesty. And you've seen this uh, for years and years and years with the New York Knicks. Obviously, he owns uh, the Knicks, too. And uh, you just never thought that you'd really see it come to the Rangers. It seemed like he always left the Rangers alone in that regard. Uh, But you see the news yesterday that, uh, like you say, they pulled the rug out from John Davidson. I just don't get it. I I understand that New York's a market where, hey, you have to win, and they've got a a few young superstars now uh, through the draft and things. Uh, But John Davidson has a plan, and his plan might be a little bit more patient than others, and that's kind of what we're hearing. Dolan didn't want to be as patient as John Davidson wanted to be, uh, but you had one of the best hockey men uh, in the business and a guy who could get you there, I believe, uh, had you give him some time. Uh, but they've got a good young guy, a uh, former player in Chris Drury, who everybody uh, is really high on as an executive in this league, and it seems like Dolan got a little antsy and wanted to make that move a lot sooner than he probably should have. JR, great stuff as always. Thank you very much. We do appreciate it, and enjoy your weekend. Thanks, guys. You too. See you later. Jeremy Rutherford with us on 101 ESPN. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.